Welcome to the Notes from a Scottish Author podcast. I'm Barry Hutchison, aka JD Kirk, and in each episode I'll be talking about life, writing, and the ups and downs of being a full-time author and publisher in the Highlands of Scotland. And probably some other stuff too. I hope you'll join me. Happy 4th of July, America. Not such a big deal over here, although it is in England at the moment. Um, A lot of pubs are reopening in England today, I think, from 6am, which seems mental, but there you go. Uh, So, yeah, happy Independence Day, 4th of July, which makes this episode 34 of of Notes from a Scottish Author, not Knots from a Scottish Author, which would be a very different blog slash podcast. Just about me tying knots, which I'm not very good at, um, so it'll probably be quite short-lived. Anyway, getting sidetracked. Um, today is uh, Q&A Saturday, so a live feed. It was normally Q&A Friday, but I couldn't do it yesterday. Q&A Saturday, uh, that's happening in 15 minutes, so I'm recording this intro beforehand. So if you're listening on the podcast, or if you're watching on YouTube later, Apologies if there are any technical issues. Uh, I, I don't anticipate any. Internet's working okay today, which is a nice change. So uh, hopefully it should all be okay. But if there are any, please accept my apologies in advance and enjoy Q&A Saturday's live feed. Hello! I'm hoping this is working. I can see my own face staring back at me, which I'm assuming means that you can see my face as well. Say hello. Tell me if you can see my face in the comments thing on the chat. I don't know what it's called. The chat comment thing. Let me know if you can see me. Otherwise, I'm just going to sit here talking to myself. Well, absolutely nobody has commented to say whether they can see me or not. Yes, they can. That's good. Hello. Perfect stuff. I am here broadcasting live on this uh, Q&A Saturday, not Q&A Friday, because yesterday I watched Hamilton instead and I had other um, phone calls to make with various other people. Very boring stuff. Hamilton was all right. I mean, I tuned out for a lot of it, but my daughter really enjoyed it. My wife enjoyed it. I uh, watched it. So, um, yeah, it's uh, that was yesterday. Today doing live Q&A Saturday instead. It will go back to Q&A Friday next week. But uh, I just thought I would I would do it because I think we missed the live one last week because of internet problems. So um, I, I wanted to do a live one. What I will say is if you are commenting, if you want to ask a question, it's quite difficult to find the questions because it gets flooded with comments. Can you, in block caps, write question first and then write your question and that makes it easier for me to find the actual questions. I have got some that have been submitted previously and I shall do those in a moment. Uh, I want to tell you very quickly about something quite cool that happened uh, this month. On the first of the month, somebody tagged me in a post saying that a litter of bones was the Audible Daily Deal um, on Audible US on the first and um, I had no clue it was happening, but I looked yesterday uh, to see uh, if it had sold many on the day, and it sold twice as many in that day 
as it had in the nine months previously or whatever it was since the first audiobook came out. So pretty mental stuff. Um, really audible deal of the day. Lovely. I'd like another one of those, please, if you don't mind. Audible, if you're listening. Plenty more books. Uh, just do that on all of them and I will retire. So, uh, okay, on with the questions. Mike Harding asked, Barry, a question for Q&A Friday. Q&A Friday's old hat, Mike. It's Q&A Saturday now. When you first announced on the Team Space Team Facebook page that you were going to write some Scottish detective stories, you refused to tell us what name you would be using. You said it would mess with Amazon's algorithms if sci-fi readers started ordering detective stories. What's this all about? I order and read across a wide spectrum of genres and Amazon seems to understand what I want. Did they ask you not to tell us early on? Excellent question, Mike. Well done. Uh, No, Amazon didn't tell me anything like that. Basically what happens when you go to um, a, a book listing on Amazon, down at the bottom somewhere you will see people who bought this book also bought this. Now on my Space Team series, for example, book Space Team 1, it will say people who bought this book also bought these books and it will have space team generally space team two through to 12 dan deadman will have the sidekicks initiative and it will have lots of other science fiction books and what also happens is those science fiction books generally will have links back to space team as well so if you click through to one of those you will see people who bought this book um will also have bought space team now if i brought out a crime fiction novel and the first people I told were all science fiction readers those also bots would show up as people who bought this also bought all these science fiction books because predominantly sci-fi readers would be buying those books to start with and likewise if though on the the also bots of those science fiction books there'd be a link to this Scottish crime novel which would be pointless because most science fiction readers are not interested in reading Scottish crime novels. So at the start, had I bombarded Amazon with sci-fi readers, Amazon would have went, okay, this book is designed to appeal to science fiction readers and only showed it to science fiction readers. Instead, I managed to get lots of crime readers looking at it first. So Amazon then goes, okay, this is the type of book that crime readers are interested in and it shows it to crime readers. And the fact that now lots of sci-fi readers, people who read my Space Team books, have gone on to read it is largely irrelevant because Amazon already knows what kind of book this is. So to start with, you want to make it as simple as possible for Amazon to put that book in front of the right readers. So that's why I did it. I hope that makes sense. Um, uh, John Forensic Man. Oh, this was a call. This was actually, I I made a comment about... um, uh, coronavirus and how Scotland is going differently to England and um, John says to be fair there are I believe more people in London alone than the whole of Scotland and over 10 times as many people in England even though Scotland accounts for almost 40% of the total land mass of the two countries therefore a lot harder to control south of the border I believe all governments UK or otherwise are just genuinely doing the best they can I broadly agree with you on that completely um, it's certainly easier to control the spread of coronavirus when there are far fewer people around uh, I think the UK government are doing their best. I just think um, what they're 
motives are, are are quite different to the motives in the devolved administration, Scotland and, and Wales and Northern Ireland, uh, who seem to want to, to try and eliminate it. And England seems to want to go herd immunity, which is which is a different thing, obviously. Um, so, but yeah, it's a, it is a complete. You know, I'd hate to be in control of of the government at any point in time, but more so now. Awful, awful position for anyone to be in. Um, Jack D, something for Q and A Friday slash Saturday in this case. Were you a good student at school, particularly in literacy? Uh, yeah, I was alright. I was yeah. Uh, I I I was terrible at maths. Awful at maths. Awful at foreign languages, maths, any science, uh, sports or any description. Always picked last at, at, at PE um, and gym. Apart from basketball, where my freakish height gave me a massive advantage over all the other kids. Uh, so yeah, but but English and 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 writing, creative writing was always the kind of thing I was most driven to do and the thing I was best at. Um, Sheena Baxter, Q&A for Friday. Hi, Barry. Hello. Do you know Inverness well? Because of all the addresses. Druid Road, Brown Street, Academy Street, etc. From your number one Inverness fan. Wow, that's quite a boss, Sheena. Well done. Uh, yeah, I know it pretty well. Living in Fort William, which is about 65 miles away. Inverness has always been our closest city, so if you were doing any shopping or anything, you would travel up there. My daughter, prior to this, as I mentioned, go, uh, would go to Eden Court every Wednesday afternoon. She got Wednesday afternoon off school, her and our, our friend, and we went up to Inverness, and she did a musical theatre classes there. Uh, so I would always hang around Inverness. But yeah, I know Inverness very well. Um, it was our closest cinema and all that stuff. So we're up in Inverness a lot. Um, so uh, Jane Wynn, for Q&A Friday, one, you, you say you were a student in Aberdeen. What were you studying and did it help writing your stories? And two, did you manage to remove the I can't believe it's not butter? Um, that was from a little story I told about a weird flatmate who chucked a tub of, of margarine at the wall above my bed after we drew a smiley face in it. Um, so we, we, we didn't really manage to get it off. No, we just left that flat and uh, lost our deposit. I was a student. I was studying film and TV and media production um, and did some script writing in that. Uh, was it useful? Nope, almost certainly not. <laughs> uh, being quite honest, uh, Jack D again. Uh, you mentioned writing a screenplay. How do you decide which of your many projects to work on at any given time? Sometimes it's out of my hands. Sometimes, so the screenplay stuff I was doing uh, recently was because I was asked to make some changes to something. Um, so I kind of had to the deadline to do that. So I've had to put everything else aside and do that. Otherwise, it, it generally just depends what takes my fancy. Um, partly that, partly business decisions. So crime fiction um, earns the company far, far more than uh, any of the other stuff I, I write does. So we're about to make some massive um, expenditure on a different project. Uh, into the hundreds of thousands about to spend on on some something. Talk about that later on. Hopefully not too long. Uh, so just now it's about getting as much money in as possible. So I'm I'm writing another DCI Logan alongside the um, the second Sidekicks initiative book. Um, and I was just going to go flat out and just do the Sidekicks book next, but financially I need to do both. So I'm I'm juggling both at the moment. 
So yeah, it depends both. It's a mixture of creative desire and financial necessity, basically. Um, Crustynut69 asked two questions. One, do I like Marmite? Nope, absolutely detest it. Uh, although I haven't tried it in a long time. I might try it again. Maybe I'll do a, maybe that could be a content of a video because we're we're a third of the way through the um, 100 day challenge, so I've still got 66 videos to make after this one. So I may resort to just eating marmite on one of them. Uh, are you still scared of squirrels? I believe I watched an interview once where you made this confession. Um, not really, not so much. I, I, when I was younger, I was. Um, we were. I, I was in Aberdeen with my parents once and I was about seven or eight and walked along this path and I saw a dead squirrel and it was like proper dead if you know what I mean it had a leg missing his guts were coming out through its eyes um, and I started to imagine what would happen if it came back to life and grabbed me by the face and started trying to claw my eyes out and rubbing its guts in my mouth and I thought about this so much, I kind of found myself dwelling on this idea so much that every time I saw a squirrel after that, I would have a mini panic attack thinking back to that sort of moment. So I was, um, I have a, yeah, a long-standing issue with squirrels. And the first time we were in Florida, um, 2016, thereabouts, um, we were surrounded by squirrels constantly. The, the hotel we were staying at was just squirrels everywhere, and they were quite nice. So I didn't, I didn't, um, I kind of lost my fear of them there a bit. Okay, uh, on to those are the questions I've got off there. there. There were no doubt other ones, but I wanted to give you guys a chance to ask some questions. Uh, here's one here. I can pop these up. Stewie asks question: Will Tyler ask Logan to be his best man? I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Who knows? Um, who knows if you'll get... Yeah, who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, time will tell on that one. Uh, question. I take it that's have from Nan. Have you ever seen a UFO or something you couldn't explain? Um, have I seen a UFO or something I can't explain? I had some weird... The flat we lived in, I mentioned earlier in the week with a weird flatmate. There was that. There was a lot of weird stuff. There's a lot of, another story about that flatmate I mentioned earlier in the week. A lot of weird stuff happened in in our flat, and myself and Jamie were talking about it one day, and I says, "Yeah, the shelf over there will keep the iron." It was an old, old flat. It was like in 150 years old. It says the the shelf over there where we keep the iron. I was watching it, and the iron came off the shelf, and fell straight down. And I remember that happening. Um. And not being able to explain it because it, it it did seem to be it not even fall off the shelf. It seemed to, to to come out from the shelf and then fall straight down, and that was amazing. And Jamie says, "You think that's bad?" I came in the other day. Bathroom door was locked. Hear the taps running. Shouted hello, thinking that I was in there. A couple of minutes later, went past. Bathroom door was open. Taps weren't running but there was steam in the bathroom on the mirror. And I thought he was going to say someone had written like red rum, but nothing had been written on the mirror. But this, he was convinced that the taps had been running and, and the steam in the bathroom suggested it had, but the bath was bone dry. Our other flatmate that had recently moved in had listened in on this and uh, came over and says, that's nothing. I was in the kitchen the other day and I saw a baby without a face. <laughs> and we, And we both went like, what? Why didn't you say something? 
And he, he said, and I quote, oh, I didn't think you'd be that interested. So um, so that was a guy that we uh, had to deal with. So yeah, so the, the flying iron was quite weird, but UFOs, no, my parents both say that, or they used to say that they saw, I'd seen a UFO uh, when I was younger, flying over Ben Nevis, this light that went back and forth and then went shoom, flying off at super speed. So because it was a UFO, because it was unidentified, but whether it was an alien spaceship or not, I do not know. Uh, Ellen Peachy, have you spent any time in my home city, Glasgow? Yeah, go down to Glasgow quite a lot, or used to do prior to prior to coronavirus, especially with my school visits. I did a lot of stuff at the Mitchell Library um, and uh, various other libraries around kind of Glasgow and the Glasgow area. So yeah, quite a lot of time in Glasgow. Glasgow was where you would go if you were doing like a big proper shopping. If you wanted to go and, you know, do clothes shopping and all that stuff, and you would go to Glasgow. And they've got a really good Forbidden Planet in Glasgow as well. Um, so yeah, visit Glasgow quite a lot. Um, Susie Lewis, well, Barry, that squirrel will be my dreams tonight. You're very welcome. Uh, there we go. Uh, let's see if we've got any other questions coming up here. Oh. There's someone like the above me in this office is like a like a flat or something, and they seem to be committing murder up there at the moment. Lots of weird thumping going on. Potential uh, for a new a new um, book in that maybe author's office murderers lurking above. Uh, here we go. Another question. Alison Afield. Question. Why do you think Scottish noir is a thing? I think it's they call, they call it Tartan Noir, apparently. We seem to have a strong Scottish author base, and I wondered if you see any parallels with Nordic Noir. Um, you know, I've not read a lot of um, this kind of Scandinavian crime stuff, uh, or much of any crime stuff, really, at all. Um, I think there's a shared... I think because Scotland's dark a lot of the time, and a lot of the Scandinavian countries are dark a lot of the time, there's kind of... There's a shared... Um, I don't know what quite, quite how to describe it, but we have we have quite a lot in common, I think, between Scotland and and uh, some of the Nordic sort of countries. Um, so I don't, uh, yeah, I think there's probably similarities. Not the man to ask. I've need to really read some, but uh, there's a lot of connections. I mean, there's there's talk of should Scotland go independent. There's talk of um, maybe getting involved with some kind of Scandinavian alliance because there's a lot of connections there, but I don't know. It's all a bit political from my understanding. I just write nonsense and hope that people read it. Um, so, yeah. There we go. Um, I think that's it. We've not got many questions today. I think that's it. Um, I think most people obviously tune in on a, on a Friday rather than a Saturday. Uh, so I think we're almost done from this very brief um, live Q&A Saturday thing um, what's this Dwayne Bunch question do you know Tony we work together and you have the same as name the same last name Tony Hutchison is that right don't know him don't think so is it Hutchison or Hutchinson because everyone spells it Hutchinson Constantly, I've had HarperCollins produce posters that said Barry Hutchinson on it. Uh, I've had book covers sent to me going, this is what we're going to put in the front. And I've said, mm, no, it's not, because I want my name spelled correctly. Don't know a Tony Hutchinson, Hutchison, Hutchison, Hutcherson, any of them. 
don't know any of those guys. I know a Tony, but really doesn't answer your question, does it? So, uh, so no is the answer to that. Don't forget um, this book, The Big Man Upstairs, the seventh DCI Jack Logan book is available to pre-order now uh, on Amazon. It will be out in paperback at the same time. The audio books are all for book four, five, and six are currently in production as we speak. Um, Angus is working on those. Uh and uh, yeah, so that's that's coming up. I've uh, I still can't say anything about my big news. I'm hoping that I'll hear more on Monday. There is a big, big meeting taking place on Monday. Hoping developments will come from that, but who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. Um, but keep your fingers crossed for Monday. Let's just say that. Uh, Julie D. Kirk. JD Kirk. Ooh. Check that out. Any plans to write a different genre of books? Um, yeah, I'm up for anything, really. It's, it's the book I'm, I'm kind of planning on next. We're actually in kind of talks to do that as something a bit different first, possibly an audible original first, and then um, Kindle and paperback. Roughly the same time, um, but that is crime slash fantasy. I've mentioned it on here before. It's called Ragnarok Ridge, and it's set in the city of the dead where everyone who has ever lived, or everyone who has ever died, I should say, now resides in this endless afterlife in this big overcrowded city. And uh, it's about a sheriff who has been kind of just drinking constantly for the past... 110, 120 years uh, after he accidentally shot a child, um, shot and killed the child, and he took his own life with racked with guilt, thinking that would be the end of it. But now he's been racked with guilt for the entirety of his afterlife, and uh, has just been kind of staying out of society and and drinking heavily. He owes money to a, a Viking um, child trafficker. Uh, well, Viking gangster who, who who also does some child trafficking on the side, I suppose, uh, and uh, and it's about him kind of having to do something that um, I don't want to give don't want to give any spoilers. It's him having to kind of basically step up and and become the man that he he should have been um, while alive. So. Um, yeah, I will. That's that's what I'm working. On. That's what I'm thinking of doing after all this is done. However, I really want to do uh, uh, um, uh, Bob Hoon spin-off book featuring Hoon from the J.D. Kirk uh, books. I think a spin-off with him. I have an idea for the story, and I, I think it would be um, really fun to write. And um, I think just having a whole book with Hoon as the main character could be really interesting. So, so I'm kind of I want to do that next as well, but I also have more sci-fi stuff I want to do. Uh, so, so lots, lots and lots. Um, so, thanks for that, uh, Susie Lewis. Question: Are you planning on any more children's books? No, not at the moment, anyway. I constantly have ideas for kids' books, but it's really hard to justify doing it because 
it takes roughly the same amount of time to write like a you know a sixty thousand word teen novel, for example, as it takes to write an eighty thousand, ninety thousand word crime novel. Because well, it takes longer. It takes much, much longer actually. Because you're left waiting for um, editors, publishers to get back to you in their own time. It, it can take months and months and months to set it up with the publisher. And so, so to write a sixty thousand word kids book, probably, and to, for then to be published, you're talking about two years. So there's a lot of work involved in that time, and then the financial reward is is nothing like that I get for a space team, let alone that I get for the crime books. So while I really enjoy writing kids' books, and I certainly would never say never, uh, at the moment I have no plans to to write any more kids' books. So yeah, there you go. Uh, where I was, lots of people saying yes, they want Hoon. Question: Will Jack Logan ever have to go further north for a murder? Uh, yeah, it was not out of the question. Um, the yeah, set around uh, Fort Augustus, Drumnadrocket, um, places that are between Fort William and Inverness, kind of along Loch Ness side there. So some set in Inverness, some in Fort Augustus, quite a lot in Fort Augustus area, and then partly in Drumnadrocket, which is between the two. And it's a fun word to say, Drumnadrocket. Uh, so yeah, um, Sue is Bosco's daughter going to be a villain? Um, have to wait and see on that one. Really, uh, she does get referenced in the new book in book seven. That's all I'll say on that. But um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give any spoilers. I'm afraid. So yeah, she's 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 she gets, certainly gets referenced in book seven anyway. Andrew Lewis, Scottish sci-fi children's novel seem like a market waiting to be blown open. Actually, that I will say that I am working on a kids' book technically with my daughter. We're writing a a book set in the space team universe, uh, which we've 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 started working on. We're trying to squeeze it in between other stuff, so uh, it's taking a while. But um, yeah, yeah, that that's that's happening. So there we go. Uh, okay, make this final question, Alison Afield. Question. Do you read negative reviews and worry about them? Obviously, they're minimal, but do you seek them out? One complained about the swearing. Yes, they complained about the swearing a lot. I had one that said um, that I should everyone involved in the book should be ashamed of themselves because that uses the books five. Book five, there is a use of the C word. So they read five books. They're happy with animal torture, human dismemberment, child abduction, every other variation of swearing possible. But use of the C word, as they put it, meant that they were no longer reading any of the books and that I should be ashamed of myself and everyone involved in the books, cover designer, editor, everyone um, should be ashamed of their involvement in the book. So that was a bit harsh. Um, generally, I, I sometimes I do read the negative reviews. Um, I, I never worry about them. If it was mostly negative, then I'd worry about them um, or worry about my writing rather than the reviews. 
I quite enjoy them. There's one that says that uh, was furious at, at, at Logan saying Jesus Christ or going oh God, and suggested that um, I was going to hell. That it's all you know, it's all fun and games until I end up in hell, and that I should try swearing using my own name instead of the name of the Lord. Which wouldn't really work, I don't think. Um, using my own name as a swear word just would seem odd. But um, yeah, so people people said that, and um, the, there's also a lot of people were not happy that in book one, some cats got injured. Um, lot of people unhappy with that. Again, the kids, fine. Uh, you know, the, the actual human beings being murdered, fine. Uh, just don't kill a cat. That's their advice. Um, so yeah, um, so some of the negative views are, are highly entertaining. Or I think the Thirteenth Horseman or the Book of Doom, one of the two, and it's on Amazon somewhere. And it says, "I thought this was a book for adults. It's not. It's a book for children." One star. It's like, how is that my fault? You, you, failure to understand that a book listed under children's books is a children's book doesn't feel like that should warrant me getting a one-star review for it but you know who cares ultimately if people are entitled to their opinion i read some some kind of statistic thing before that said like 10 percent of people will will love what you do 10 percent will hate what you do and 80 percent will not give a shit and i think that's probably pretty accurate and i think if you can just try and reach the 10% that are going to like it, then then you want to a winner, you know. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, that's my thoughts on negative reviews. Don't worry about them. Sometimes they're sometimes they're entertaining. Actually, I, can, I might do a video where I just read out some of the negative reviews. Uh, I'll go and find some of those, some of the better ones, and read some of them out. That could be that could be fun. Um, okay, hang on one second. One final little bit. Uh, Lisa here said, Gary Larson... Uh, creator of the Far Side cartoons, well, he's loved the Far Side. Uh, used to say if you do a panel with a senior citizen that got pulled, he changed it to a baby, and they published it. That's quite interesting, yeah. Probably because babies aren't complaining. It's probably just the senior citizens that are complaining about it. Babies can't operate a keyboard or pen, so maybe that's why. Uh, so there we go. Okay, we are out of time. It's half past two. We've whittled on for half an hour yeah that's right isn't it um tomorrow sunday doing something else talking about something else don't know what yet any ideas fire them my way we are now officially over a third of the way through the the thing the series of videos um health and fitness going all right is really difficult just now because it's chucking it down with rain all the time so I'm, I'm I'm glad I have a treadmill. Even the dog doesn't like walking in the rain, so she kind of just looks at me accusingly whenever we go out. Like, you happy with this? Is this does this look entertaining? Um, and I can have to not make eye contact or or I feel bad about it. So, um, yeah, treadmill's been good. Been doing the exercise bike a bit, um, and trying not to just eat cakes. So we'll see. But yeah, back tomorrow. I'll I'll find something to talk about. I'm sure. Uh, for now, I'm going to go and crack on. I've still got some writing to do. So I'm going to go finish that off and I will upload this video to YouTube. Thanks for coming. I will um, speak to you all again soon.
Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Notes from a Scottish Author. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe, leave a review, and tell all your friends, if, unlike me, you actually have any. You can find more information about the show at scottishauthor.com.